Welcome to the Teams with Edge podcast with me, your host, Ashley Livingstone. I'm an entrepreneur, leader, passionate community advocate, and at the end of the day, I'm a human being who loves to learn, be creative, and who admittedly makes mistakes along the way. Over the past 18 years, I've worked with a lot of leaders and teams, and while many have thrived, some have faltered or even become well, toxic. And I've realized this is not unique to me. In fact, we've all been there. So I'm on a mission to help leaders become the leaders they want to be, to create a thriving, sustainable culture, which inspires their team and helps them and their businesses succeed. This show will offer insights and interviews with various like-minded leaders who are all inspiring their teams, having those uncomfortable conversations, investing in development, and building a culture of gratitude and value. They're making an impact every day. My goal is to motivate you to think about the type of leader you most desire becoming and inspire you to connect, engage, and develop your teams ultimately showing up for them so they show up for you building intentional conscious leadership we can totally do this all right let's go hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of teams with edge today we are talking about all things team engagement now I'm going to start things off by first saying team engagement and team appreciation. Let's differentiate the two. And this is less about how to show thanks and gratitude and and appreciation for your team and, and more about how to engage with them on an ongoing, consistent basis. And, you know, that's a big deal for a lot of employers, and an even bigger deal for a lot of employees. So here's what we know right now. Leaders and people managers across all industries are struggling with employee burnout, low morale, diminishing engagement and productivity. We're seeing huge signs of absenteeism, turnover, and disconnection. The pendulum has really swung from you know, jobs where people just stuck it out and went every single day and, you know, just did it to employees waking up and saying, I want something more out of my work experience. The pandemic has absolutely aided in this realization for many people as it continues to stretch on. At the time of recording this, it's January 2022, and we're still in it. And employees and their leaders are feeling it. We're just so tired. And it's presented challenges for everyone, both personally and professionally. It's divided people, it's been confusing for workplaces. And if you have kids and others that you take care of at home, parents and whatnot, it's just exhausting. So, so many people within every organization at every level are being 
tested and, and are really struggling so much so that people are leaving the workforce in droves. So what that means is pay, benefits, security, pension, rank in the organization. All of these have been, you know, among the most obvious reasons why people work. The, the rational reasons, the reason why you say, oh, I got to get up and go to work, got to pay the bills. However, and there's always a however, these are now being overridden by emotional factors, such as being valued, being seen, being heard, being appreciated, being engaged in your job, collaborating, finding joy in the work you do and with the people with whom you do it. Employees want more from their work experiences and leaders, now is the time. It's actually been the time for a while, but I'm giving you another chance here. Leaders, you got to start acting. So what happens when we lose someone on our team? What happens when they leave? Because that is natural. Um, It is natural to have some turnover. But at the rates of which we're going and some industries, especially being hit harder than others, there is a true cost of losing someone. And it's going to be different for all of us, depending on what business we're running. Um, But there is financial cost to hiring someone to recruit and get someone new on board. So if you are a bigger business, and you work with recruiters, that's a true cost. Um, If they are a role that is directly related to revenue generation or business development, that's a true cost when they leave. So there are absolutely financial costs, but there's so much time cost. And in this world right now, and again, I've done some episodes on time management, but there is significant excuse me, lack of time. People are stretched thin already. And the time it takes to recruit, hire, train, onboard, transition someone in, as well as when someone leaves, the burden to fill that gap is huge, not only for you as the leader, but those that you may be relying on to help you with that, right? Team members who are already complaining of being burnt out and overwhelmed have to pick up and fill in those gaps. Not to mention relationships that that person held with your clients or other vendors are lost, team morale, and ultimately decreased productivity and profitability. So when we think about, you know, and I've heard this before about how everyone is replaceable, absolutely, right? None of us are irreplaceable, but there is a cost that comes with doing that. And for all of those leaders who have their heads in the sand thinking, that's fine, I'll just find another person. 
you need to really truly look at what the cost is to your team and your organization and your relationships when people leave. So when we do see people leaving, we know that, you know, right now, exit surveys and reasons why people are leaving their work, it's because they're feeling disconnected to the organization. They're struggling, likely, with work-life harmony. They're not inspired. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're not inspired by you, but maybe just the world in which we're living in is lacking inspiration. Um, and that can contribute to it. But also that they're not feeling valued. This is coming up time and time again, is that people don't feel engaged or valued by their leaders. And they're lacking trust. Now, this is a big one as well for creating a psychologically safe work environment. But when you don't have trusting teams, this holds them back from sharing their ideas, which then holds them back from being fully engaged and committed to the work they're doing. So what can we do? Because this is a lot to, to solve. And as I said, today I'm going to talk about team engagement aspect of this and some quick ways that you can start to just take some small baby steps and introduce connection and engagement with your team. Okay. And it's never too late. Um, and you absolutely have time. So anytime I hear people say, I don't have time for this, I call bullshit. So team, so I'm going to give you five tips to engage with your team right now and you just start implementing them. So the first one, um, again, because we're spending still for many of us so much time working with our teams virtually, and this is still, you know, totally transferable in, in person as well, purposely waste time. And I know that this, you know, sounds like a bit of an oxymoron when I talk so much about time management, but this is strategically wasting time. Waste time at the start of a meeting. So build it into your hour-long meeting or 45-minute meeting. Give yourselves and your team the first five to 10 minutes to just waste time with one another. How are you? How was your weekend? You know, all of that water cooler talk that we're missing. Because even if we are in person, there's distancing rules and there's so there's so many things um, about being close to one another. So those water cooler chats are still being missed. Waste time. Get to know the people uh, in the meeting with you. Just listen to them. Ask them questions. And as a leader, be willing to share as well. I think this is, you know, with all of these suggestions that I'm going to make, Leaders have to show up and participate. If you don't, it tells your team that it's not important. So keep that in mind. I'll say it again. Leaders have to show up and participate. Otherwise, you're sending the message that it is not important to do. Okay, so number one, waste time at the start of the meeting. Carve out in your agenda five to 10 minutes to just warm up, get to know one another, 
catch up on something fun. Just honestly connect. The second one, celebrate wins. So this isn't, you know, you know, the snaps jar. I'm not talking legally blonde where we're, you know, snaps for so-and-so or, you know, things like that. I'm actually asking that we all pay attention more to the positive and encourage your team members to identify their own wins. And that's important because oftentimes, you know, we're waiting for external feedback. And when we don't get it, we're feeling down on ourselves or we're feeling unnoticed. But by starting to have one another purposely pay attention to your own wins and share it with the group, it gives you that ability as a group to celebrate your individual wins, but all together, your team wins. So make it a habit every week to celebrate your wins. And everyone, we're asking for full participation here. So you can always find a win. You can absolutely always find a win. So start celebrating the wins. Number three, be present. Okay, leaders, I need you to be present. I need you to put your phone down. I need you to make eye contact. I need you to listen. And I need you to ask the same of your team. Stop trying to multitask. Stop trying to do, you know, three things at once. It is not effective. And it doesn't help you hear people. It doesn't help you see them. And if this has absolutely happened to me where I have pitched someone an idea, I've painted the picture for them. I've gone through all the trouble of talking to them about it, but they were distracted. They were, you know, they said they were listening, but I could tell that their eyes were darting to another screen or maybe checking their, their phone. And when I have to pitch it a second time, because they don't have any recollection of hearing it the first time, that that's hard. That actually makes me want to step back and disengage. It makes me trust them less. And it makes me feel like I'm not all that important. And what I have to say is not all that important to them. So again, um, be super aware of what time and attention you're putting on being present. If you're calling a meeting or a team member has called a meeting with you, carve out that time, put your phone away, shut off your notifications, turn off notifications on your watch, whatever it is that is distracting you and give them your attention. And if you can't, then say that. So again, if we're doing a lot of things on our computers still virtually, cameras got to be on. We need to be seeing each other and showing up with cameras off should not be an option anymore. We've been doing this long enough that we know seeing a smiling face or seeing a face at least back at you 
is so much more effective than staring at a black blank screen. Okay, you would not be able to hide if you were um, in person. You got a pimple, so what? <laughs> if you were in person, you would be seeing that pimple. Like we need to have our cameras on, leaders as well, right? And we need to be actively participating. So be present. That should be a non-negotiable at this point. Number four, non-work collaboration. So what I mean by that is finding something as a team to participate in together that is not work-related. So not a new project for a client or, you know, month end or anything like that. Um, a few tips that I love to incorporate is um, volunteering as a team. Is there a way that as a team, you can go out and do some good for your community? Is it, you know, collecting food or maybe sponsoring a family at the holidays, um, you know, Thanksgiving or Christmas? Could you put on a community barbecue um, as a fundraiser? There are so many ways that as a team, you can do something together that fuels um, another part of you that isn't work-related. I know some teams that actually have fitness um, groups. They're not all at the same level, but they all can do yoga together with modifications or they go for daily walks together. They have a step count challenge. There are so many things, little things that don't have to cost you any money that you can implement to bring your team together and connect outside of work. <clears throat> so the final one is setting up one-on-ones. And a lot of people immediately are going to say, I don't have time for that. I'm asking you to make it a priority to connect with your team. Check in with your team one-on-one. -on -one. Create that space. Build that trust to hear them. And make it an ongoing habit. Maybe it's only once a month. And that's okay. Just start somewhere. Once a month, sit down one-on-one -on -one with your team, fully present, like you being fully present, and just check in. How are they doing? Talk about what their personal and professional goals are. Use this team time to be a mentor to them. Learn about what makes them tick and where they want to grow within your organization or as a human being. So much can be accomplished during one-on-one -on -one time. And I see this as such valuable connection. And people are going to um, really start to feel seen and heard and valued when you carve out and make the time for them. And, you know, start with a bit of a purpose. You know, maybe the first one is really just to engage and connect and do a bit of a pulse check. Like, where are they? How are they feeling? You know, what's keeping them up at night? And then start to work through, like, what are your personal goals for the coming year? What are your professional goals for the coming year? Are there any courses that you'd be interested in? 
taking or doing or things that you want to learn about that maybe as a leader or as a team, you can support that person in. So the one-on-ones are hugely important and it's not going to cost you any money, but it's definitely going to take a bit of your time and it should be built into your schedule. When you can start to really, at the end of the day, I guess what I'm trying to say is when you invest some time upfront and on an ongoing basis with your team, it's going to pay off in the long run because you're going to keep them closer to you. You're going to develop relationships with them. And if they are happy at work, they're less likely to leave you. If you are able to navigate and understand what's going on in their lives personally and professionally, you can get ahead of it. You are creating an open conversation where they might be able to come to you and say, look, things are crazy at home right now. I might have to leave this job. You have an opportunity to say, what if we cut you down to modified work hours, or you just, you have more options when you are connected to your team and your team is going to thank you by sticking around. Productivity is going to go up. Profitability is going to go up. Um, You're going to see less rates of absenteeism and you're going to be able to retain your talent The nice benefit to all of this is that it's actually going to ripple out and cascade out from your organization to your clients and those that you are delivering service to. You're going to have higher rates of client satisfaction and retention because they too are now able to build consistent relationships with those within your organization. And when the people working inside your organization are happy and thriving, their work product is going to show and it's going to show to your clients. It's a win-win-win. So take some time, reflect on where you think you're at right now with your team engagement, and please understand that there's always room for improvement. Okay, you got to pull your head out of the sand and see who you have on your team, connect with them, keep them close, and really help them be happy at work and in the work that they're doing. Um, So as we wrap this up, you know, I hope that this has been valuable and some five, you know, easy to implement now tips. Definitely the work that I do with my clients when they come to me for this type of work goes a little bit more in depth. Um, Typically, we start with a deep dive, a survey or a pulse check into how all of the team is feeling. What are some red flags that we should be aware of? um, You know, what's keeping people up at night? Really just doing a deep dive and being able to then highlight and analyze those results to show you as the leader where your blind spots are and where your most critical pain points are that we need to focus on first. And from there, we're able to develop a comprehensive strategy that just gets built into your everyday fabric of your business. And I will reiterate that this is not all on the leader. 
This is something where everyone in the organization participates. However, the leader has to kick it off. I have personally been an employee who has tried to really implement change, but if it is not coming from the top and I don't have participation from the top, then there isn't buy-in across all parts of the organization. So it's really important that leaders, managing partners, VPs, whoever, whatever you are, whatever you have in your organization, it's got to start with you and it's got to ripple out and include everyone in the team. So if you would like some help with this, um, you want to do a bit of a deep dive to see What's going on if you've noticed significantly higher rates of turnover in your organization? Reach out to me. I'm doing free discovery calls and I can help you determine what the best course of action is so that we can make the people working within your organization, these people who are ambassadors for what you do every day, I can help you make them happier and stick around and do great work for you and for your clients. All right, that wraps up today's episode. I hope it has been super helpful. Please, as always, reach on out to me and let's keep the conversation going and make people happier. Thanks. What might be holding you back from becoming the leader you know you can be? Whether it's conflicting priorities, time, or maybe you just need a little guidance, there's hope. You can do it. If you're interested in creating a team that thrives, reach out. Let's chat about what we can do together. I'd also love to hear from you about this podcast, about your challenges and successes as a leader. We can learn together how to inspire each other and build the culture we want in our work and ultimately our lives. So, Connect with me through Instagram. You can find me at Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E dot Livingstone, L-I-V-I-N-G-S-T-O-N-E, or reach out by email at Ashley at OurForte.ca. And remember, there's always two E's at the end of my name.